I need yeah, to go back. Maybe I should just go back to medical school. Dude, I couldn't fucking do No, I'm too dumb. It's not dumb. You don't have to be smart. You just have to be super fucking dedicated. Mm. Like, and dedicated when, to something I'm certainly not. Yeah, when Lauren was in there, she literally had none. When I would talk to her, it would be her re- fucking notes that she was studying. And that's how, that's how Austin was, too. He was like, really, oh, hey, dude, you want to, like, you know, do something? You want to, like, go to the bar or play Magic or something? He's yeah. like, uh, no, I have to do the book thing. And I'm like, you are a dweeb. And now he's a nurse and makes a bunch of money. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have done something like that. But then I think back and I'm just like, mm, no. Yeah, nurses make uh, decent money. They're not the most ridiculously paid profession, but they make more money than uh, I'm making right now. That's for sure. <laughs> well, fucking bums are making more money than you're making right now. <laughs> but, that's not yeah, true. They, I'm going to suck on the teat of the government. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do make decent money and uh, you can literally work anywhere. Yeah, everybody's always people are going to be getting hurt. Well, we're going to be dying. We found a job almost instantly. Instantly. Also, me and Austin were because we went to a uh, show earlier this week and on the way down, we were just like bullshitting. And he told me that his new thing that he likes to do is every time he like does like an IV or something for like a new patient, um, he gets done. He just looks at me, says, hey, not bad for my first time, right? Uh, Like fucking around with him. The spectrum of responses you get from that is crazy some people are like oh yeah cool that i mean that's a funny joke because i guess it's a joke and then some people will freak the fuck out yeah some people don't know how to take it like, no but it's been a nurse for years you don't think i ever did this before especially when the, the dude just does it i mean also also looks like a child but he has a beard i mean but it's like beyond the beard thing he looks like a baby <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense what you never seen a baby with a beard no he has a kid face like i have a kid I look way older when I have a beard no, than when I look 11. I think Austin looks like he just looks like a high school kid that could just grow a beard. I gotcha. Like you I, look like you. I think you look your age. Austin looks like a high school kid that just can grow a beard. I got you. And coming from this. a person who looks like a high school kid and also like can't grow a beard, at least like to his extent, I, I feel his pain. Yeah, you suck at growing a beard. Beard game is weak. That's fine. I'll get over it. Uh, someday I'll hit puberty. <laughs> What is up, you squares? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, a guy who can finally play some one toughness creatures, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the guy with the three leftover foil nar sets, Matt. Matt, what is going on, man? What is up, Broco? Oh, you know, just just basking in the glory that is Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you actually got to play some paper magic. I did. I actually, before we recorded, I just came back from actually playing real, in-person, live magic. It's like a fucking unicorn. I know. I mean, I've been playing it a lot more since I've been home um, because, I mean, the abundance of time. So if anybody's down to play, I'm going to be able to just show up just at the drop of the hat because I have nothing else going on in my life. Um, but, yeah, I actually have been playing a good amount of real, in-person magic the gathering lately. It's a trip. Yeah, it's impressive. It feels like I'm in college all over again. Yeah, where you can just go do whatever, whenever. Yeah. Like, I mean, in college, I played an actual in-paper Magic the Gathering like, daily. Really? Oh, yeah, just because I had I had a group that I could play with, and uh, we were all equally lame, so we all equally had nothing to do, and we all had the same abundance of free time. Yeah, you did have a shock in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're not... Like, when I wasn't in class, I was either sleeping or 
finding an excuse to drink or playing magic or doing some combination of those the, the last two. Oh no, like I teamed really magic in college all that often. Well, did you have nerd friends in college or did you just have to go someplace else for your fix? We had to go. I would go play Friday. Oh, see, I, I did not have to do that. Like I was fortunate enough to go to college with like some of my friends that I've had for like my entire life. Oh yeah. And some of them like have also played magic. So, and we also got into magic around the same time. So we were at like right around the same like skill level. So then we got other people into magic like auxiliary to that so we would just go over to like my one buddy mikey's house and just sit at his his kitchen table and just play and just have a couple beers play magic for like six hours and then by the end of it we're all just like loaded and we're just like oh okay maybe we'll go to like the bar or something now <laughs> yeah so we we were the world was the pregame yeah we were the world's least exciting pregame that's a pretty pregame honestly and we like we never had to worry about like spending a bunch of money, except for on magic cards, because we would all just, we just get like the cheapest, like it's a twenty four pack of the cheapest beer, and just that's the way to fucking do it, though, right? I was living the life, but now I'm like getting back to that, except for everybody has jobs and stuff. But after after everybody's jobs are completed for the day, like we all just went over to my, we all just went over to Austin's house today, and we all ate dinner over there and played magic. I was like, oh my god. This is what this is what somebody with free time does. This is wild. Or somebody who knows people who play magic, at least like relatively close to them, does. Yeah, free time's a real thing if you can do it. Well, I mean, I also had free time before, but I was in a place where I just couldn't go and just play magic with people. Like yeah, if I had if I wanted to play magic, you were my closest person when you lived in in Pittsburgh and I lived in that area and it was a forty minute drive. Yeah. Like I, I'm literally I'm I'm within walking distance of other human beings that play Magic now. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have been playing Paper Magic: The Gathering, and it is a trip being able to just play it instead of having to go on Arena and deal with that thing, um, or to go on Magic Online and deal with that thing. I just get to go back to the the good old days of slanging your spells, of just yeah throwing actual pieces of cardboard at each other. Classic. But how about you <laughs> lately? What have you been doing for? in the magic the gathering um i've actually been getting into modern again because we're probably gonna play in columbus in january early january is something that we have been talking about yeah we can let's let's do a quick little uh preview of our our columbus plans so what is it the first weekend in january is that right yeah january 4th 5th 4th 5th and 6th i think it's just the fourth and fifth. it's third fourth or fifth or yeah i guess it's yeah it's it's the fourth and fifth Sure, that makes sense. But there's a Columbus SEG Open that weekend, and the format is Team Modern, but it's not... uh, Non-unified. It's non-unified, yeah. Which, for everyone out there who doesn't know what unified versus non-unified is, um, with non-unified, you can play... Everybody can play whatever deck they want, and there can be any amount of crossover. With unified, you cannot have more than four copies of any particular card throughout the three decks on the team so like if matt wanted to play four lightning bolts in his deck nobody else on the team could play any number of lightning bolts. but in the non-unified he could play four lightning bolts i could play four lightning bolts and then our partner our other teammate could also play four lightning bolts we could play the exact same 75 if we- yeah we could but I, <laughs> I think our play styles are are different enough and the person who is our going to be our other teammate his play style is different enough where there's not going to be any overlap anyway. Maybe fetch lands, maybe duels, maybe. 
But I don't think in general we're going to have any overlap whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think so. doesn't seem that way. Which I'm cool with that. Maybe some basics. That's about it. Well, you can have any number of basics. No, no, I know. But that's the where our overlap. That's going to be our overlap, yeah. Well, what do you consider playing that weekend? I think I'm going to be Blue Red Storm. I love that. The Gift I mean, Storm. It's not a deck that I would ever choose to play. That's my bread and butter, though. Combo decks. You are, yeah, you are a very Storm minded player that and i've actually played modern storm i'm just like not several times like several you've tried it on many occasions yeah like i played a fair amount of tournament uh, i played a shitload of effinet with it so you don't have a zero experience with the deck no i would i have a good amount of experience with it only the only difference is the gifts i've never played the gifts oh so you haven't played it within like the past couple of years but i mean is the storm just like riding a bike? Is that <laughs> is that just how yeah, it goes? It's basically gold fishing with minimal interaction. Sure, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I, I think storm is probably a decent shot. I mean, it's hard to say right now. Like a lot could happen in the next what month and a half? Around a month and a half, right? Uh, yeah, about a month. Yeah, they could definitely. A lot could happen in that time period. Up on their head. Currently, the two most represented decks are Burn and uh, Simic Urza. Yeah, and a smattering of, like, Grixis Death Shadow in there, too. I mean, and there's all there's always, like, the big players. Like, there's always going to be Tron, too. You have to, you can't go into a monitor and then have some kind of plan for a Tron deck. Well, my plan is to kill them. <laughs> I mean, that is still a, that is still a plan. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's well positioned. And if you know how to play a deck going into a monitor event, that just, like, automatically ups your ability or your your chances of winning games it definitely swings in your favor if you know uh the deck kind of inside and out especially with um a combo deck yeah that's very true well i mean i mean even considering that um like i'm i'm probably going to be playing a deck just based off of the fact that i do have so much experience with it i'm going i'm, I'm like i'm about 80 percent on what i'm playing at this point yeah i'm I know what you're what you've always played in modern some form of yeah we're playing spirit uh, that's like I said I'm probably about eighty percent on that just because I I know I have so many reps with deck I've been playing some form of spirits in one way or another whether it's like the band or the blue white or whatever it is I've been playing some version of that deck for so 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 long I just know it inside and out you've been spirits ever since I actually met you I was playing spirits when we met right is that correct yeah. God I love that. Esper. Oh, that's right. I did play that deck. I like going back and like seeing because like, we both top eight at that event and I, you can go back and like see the deck lists like if you search hard enough on the Internet. And I was like looking for spirits list of like base my my current ideas on just like just looking for new ideas. And I found that deck and was like looking at it and was just like, oh, my God, what was this person thinking? Because I didn't know it was my old deck list. I was like, what was this fucking moron thinking when he built this deck? Like, this is such a pile of garbage. It's so bad. It was way worse. Yeah, and then I looked who it was, and I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was actually um, physically me. I played this pile of... Hot freaking trash. I was playing, like, a copy of, like, oh, I was I was definitely playing a singleton copy of the two-man artifact, the 04, that you could pay for Exian Blue and target it. Spellskite. Spellskite. I was definitely playing a copy of Spellskite in the main. Like, that's how bad that deck was. Yeah, you, now you have a lot more. God, that deck was a pile of... That was like... Oh my god, that was like two or three years before Supreme Phantom. That was like almost right after Shadows of Rannistrad, uh came out. Yeah, that was a long-ass time ago. So long ago, holy shit. But yeah, I've been pay- playing Spirits about that long. So we're just going to run that back. Why not? 
I think I've only registered a non-spirits deck in the past like five years in modern, like a grand total of like four times. Yeah, the last modern event we played, you played. Yeah, and that's the only reason why that was, was because I thought Blue Moon was very well positioned. And I was right, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad because Amulet Titan was really big. Yeah, I mean, Amulet Titan was, was a thing. Or it wasn't Amulet Titan, it was KCI. KCI, yeah. KCI was huge during that time. And I just like rolled KCI because I just had so many ways to just disrupt our combo. Main board of braid seems to work out pretty well. Yeah, main board of braid and just like counter spells. Because if they didn't have a KCI on board, they just can't win. So I have to just keep them off that. Like that deck was super easy to disrupt. Oh yeah, if you wanted to, you could beat it. There were just no disruptive decks in that format. That was the big issue. But That's yeah, we were playing a little bit of modern. Yeah, modern. Well, the I'm last time we did something like this. Lasts. I love. See, I think just both our decks are just like pretty good against Oko, right? Yeah, I do have a pretty bad matchup. But oh, your burn matchup's abysmal, but also so is mine. I figured out the tech. Oh, yeah? Yep. <laughs> Enlighten me. Play the fetch land mana base. Sure. Splash green and play weather the storm. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm not actually going to do that, but that's you fine. could, though. Modern Horizon, All-Star, Weather the Storm. I could do it. Oh, I know somebody. Rupert, we just actually talked about Weather the Storm today when I was playing Real Human, Be human Being Paper Magic. Um, he actually is going back and listening to our old episodes, and we talked about Weather the Storm, and he just mentioned that to me today, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot that that card existed. I can't believe you actually just mentioned that. It's my super secret tech. I love that. Just gain a bunch of life. Listen, Bird can't beat you if you just gain 25 life. That's very true. And then I can just take my good old time. Yeah, and then you just you just, you just dick around. You don't have to worry about anything at that point. That's great. I don't... I, you know what? Just play one, like, breeding pool, and then one copy of Weather the Storm on your sideboard. You're good to go. Gifts. Gifts can find it. Gifts can find it. And you just, like, pass in flames into Weather the Storm. And then after that, just, you know, grape shot them to death or something like that. <laughs> I fucked up. I shouldn't have given them everyone tech. Oh my god, everybody out there who's listening right now who's going to be at Columbus. So every single person at Columbus is going to know when they sit down with our team that they need to watch out if they are specifically the burn player that listens to us, that sits down against or across from you to watch out for, for weather the storm. God. Yeah, you pretty... Okay, now you have to change decks because you just lost us every single round. Because yep, that's gotta hard. be at least like 95% of people fall into that category of people who are playing burn, who are going to Columbus, who play against us, who are playing against you specifically. Uh, I guarantee a lot of people, uh, like a lot of teams be playing burn. Oh yeah, burn's just a good, I think burn's just a good deck for tournaments like that. Yeah, it's quick. It's not necessarily the hardest deck to play. It's relatively yeah, it's, cheap. If you're good with burn too, like you're good with burn. So mm -hmm. you can get your match done quickly, and you can help your teammates out at that point. And it's good. Like, you, you can just get games with it. Oh, yeah. For like, if they play against you, and you don't find your Weather of the Storm, or they play against me, I don't think I'm going to play Weather of the Storm. So I'm just, like, dead on board with it. <laughs> Our team will be playing 12 copies of Weather of the Storm. <laughs> don't tempt me. No. I don't think we need a full 12 copies. I think if we both, if, if all three of us just play two copies in the sideboard, that'll be enough. Nine copies. <laughs> Nine copies of Weather the Storm. It basically, okay, in response to your skull crack, I'll gain six life. Cool. I love that's that. That's the move. We'll gain three life because three. See, that's when you also, in your 
storm deck that you're only splashing green for weather the storm, you might as well just also splash green for uh, Veil of Summer. Yeah, it's not banned in modern. No, but you do know what format it is banned in? Pioneer. It's banned in standard, too. Pioneer, that's old news. We already knew that it was banned in Pioneer. But it's also banned in standard. That is a relatively new thing that we haven't talked about that we're about to talk about because that transition was really, really good. I honestly. Oh, so you had no idea that the transition was occurring. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were helping me along. I thought no, you were. I, I really wasn't. Oh, I love that. I'm a poet with this stuff. I'm. I'm. Everybody listening is. They're listening to like Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel essentially, with the way that I just I I put these transitions. That is a bold fucking claim. I mean, I can make bold claims like that because I'm the master of. Like if Michelangelo was right now, he could say whatever the hell he wanted because he's the he, he painted the Sistine Chapel. Like who's gonna compete with that? Nobody. Fair. I'll give you that one. I'm on that same exact tier. So so, so speaking of uh, the ban and restricted list, um, we got us some announcements, and your boy was right at least about Oko. Yeah, we kind of called the Oko. Yes. So Oko, the Thief of Crowns, um, it will no longer be terrorizing. Uh, Magic Arena in the standard format or Magic Online in the standard format or Paper Magic. I mean, who plays Paper Standard unless it's like an actual event, right? Nobody. Yeah, no one. But addition to that, Once Upon a Time and Veil of Summer got banned in standard. So they just said, oh, green? Uh, Yeah, never heard of it. And just eliminated it from the format. Yeah, they just kind of fucked up green decks. But, and this was my point looking at these standard bands and we'll cover the other bands as well. Cause there were, a, there was a lot of shakeups, but the standard ones, at least from my perspective, green was just so far and beyond the best color because it had the best counter spell, the best cantrip and the best removal spell in the format. The removal spell being Oko, the cantrip being once upon a time and the counter spell being veil of summer. Like those are just very traditionally non green things that green just had the best version of those things in standard. Like, it just can't happen. Yeah, definitely not. So, I, the, the bands make sense. Some of them, I mean, even looking at them when they came out, I was like, oh, wow, that's a shakeup. But then after having it sit with me for a little bit and letting it percolate, I get it. And it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's going to help standard a lot. Still not going to start playing standard, but. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck standard. Yeah, you fuck standard. But it does help a lot. So, if you want your Veil of Summer, um, why, I don't, do you think it's really going to impact the price of Once Upon a Time? Uh, probably not. It's a fair amount of modern play. And- it did drop Oko a decent amount. Oh, yeah. That's every standard deck to play yeah. that deck. So, like we said, now's the time to buy your Okos. We called it last week, but now you just go in. You enact the plan. Hashtag MTG Finance. You're getting the best advice right here at the Patrick Shark Podcast. You couldn't get better advice. No. So, you come here and you get your advice, but you know where you can go and get your deals. Where can you go get your deals? You can go get your deals at flipsidegaming.com. That was intentional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm glad you, you're picking up on it. I'm trying. I'm giving you these layups just for you to just, like, dunk them. I'm, all you need to do is just see them coming. Yeah, so flipsidegaming.com. I, now that we gave you all of the MTG Finance advice, go flipsidegaming.com. Go buy your Okos now. Hey, go buy your Once Upon a Times. I'm sure they dropped at least a little bit in price. Go buy your Veil of Summers. I'm sure you want them for a format that isn't Pioneer and isn't Standard. Maybe Modern. Maybe Legacy. Maybe Vintage. I don't know. It's a great card in all the formats. It is surprisingly yeah. good in Vintage. I would not buy them think. for Popper, though. Probably not where you want to be playing them. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, can't play them in that format. But 
all the other formats, you can do it. So go to flipsidegaming.com, put all of those cards in play sets into your cart, and hit the checkout button. When you do hit that checkout button, if you use code fetch, we are getting you 10% off. That's 10% off your total order. If you order enough things, we're saving you thousands of dollars. <laughs> like, we could literally save you thousands. I guess you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's how math works. Math does work like that. What if they order $10,000 worth of stuff? We will save you exactly a thousand dollars. Yeah, go order ten grand to save a thousand. I mean, a thousand bucks is a thousand bucks. That adds up pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, go to go to flipsidegaming.com, use code fetch at checkout, and save yourself a thousand dollars. It's ten percent. So you have to spend at least ten thousand. But save yourself we're just gonna say save yourself a thousand dollars. So back to BNR. Uh Brawl for everybody out there who plays Brawl, um our Wednesday Warriors. Because that's the only time you can actually play that format. Um, you also are not allowed to use Oko. So in one fell swoop, they cleared him of standard hand brawl. I think that was a necessity. Like I obviously don't play, but that just was ridiculous to have that as your. Yeah, I mean, and I don't. I mean, Oathbreaker just had, does not exist anymore, right? Is, it, is that a fair assumption that Oathbreaker I never just hear anything about it or think about it? So. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those flash in the pan, like tiny leader style things. But, yeah. like, I feel like Oka would be a busted commander for Oathbreaker. But, yeah, so you can't use him as your commander in Brawl. Um, I'm assuming that means you can't use him as your commander in Brawl. He's, like, not allowed in decks, like, at all. That would make sense. Yeah, that's that's what I would assume. Sure. Um, but, but, outside of the standard and Brawl bannings, there were some shakeups for formats that are much closer to uh, Matt and I's hearts. Let's tackle this legacy one first. Consider that to be close to my heart. I'm saying close to our hearts. As in, like, Legacy's close to my heart, Vintage is close to yours. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I could give two fucks about what happened in Vintage. But this Legacy ban changed my life forever. So in Legacy, Ren N6 was banned. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Oh, I'm no. so happy. I saw, like, jokes on the internet about uh, the day that the, the ban and the restricted announcement came out that it was officially labeled uh mother's day and i love that (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny yep because mother of ruins is officially back on the menu ladies and gentlemen oh i'm so excited i was gonna do like one of those like shitty videos like i don't know if it's like a tiktok or something i don't know i'm too old for that shit (laughs) but i was gonna do a video of me just like taking out my giver of ruins from my from my main deck putting in mother of ruins and then throwing the giver of ruins in the trash (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's no longer the better version. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I honestly don't know a world where I'm ever going to play Giver of Runes in Legacy, ever. If Eldrazi, probably. Be- yeah, just like, just, I mean, even with mono, like, Chalice of the Voids, and, like, mono colorless things, I still like my game plan against, uh, I still like having, the like, the Mother of Rune. Because with those, yeah. like, the big thing with that is, like, I'm just trying to do the mana denial plan before they get, like, a reality smasher or something out. Yeah, I think that card just kind of fucks you up again. Reality Smasher is just such a beating. I mean, Thought Nuts here is pretty, bu- pretty good too, but I can at least set up boards where, like, a Batter Skull trades with a with a Reality Smasher, and then I can just, like, flicker with my Batter Skull. That feels really good. Batter Skull doesn't or, trade. Yeah, Batter Skull trades with uh, Thought Nuts here, not Reality Smasher. My bad. Yeah, I've, uh, I played Ban Eldrazi for a long time. One of the best things is Thought Knot followed by... Yeah, that'll get you dead real quick. But yeah, one toughness creatures are back in the menu. Like I get to play a full four flicker wisp now because I was I was down to three at a point because it's just like yeah, what do you do? It just dies. 
in yeah, every just deck. Gets them for pretty much free. Yeah, for yeah, just just for free. Yes, it's just it feels so good to be able to play actual death and taxes again. And the format was just getting too homogenous. Like Renin Six had the exact same issues that uh, Deathrite Shaman died for, where it just made everything too easy. Yeah, it was the new Deathrite Shaman where you could easily play four colors and it wasn't an issue at all. Yeah. And it also had that, like, the secret mode of just being able to shut down certain strategies. Like, Deathrite Shaman existing just completely took any kind of graveyard, like, focus deck off the map. But this time, with Ren and Six, anything that played one toughness creatures, it just, like, completely just destroyed that entire concept. To the point where, like, I, like again, I wasn't playing Mother of Runes, I was playing Giver of Runes. Because two toughness was big. That was the only reason. Yeah. And, like, you couldn't really play, like, you were forced into playing some amount of basics because they could just wasteland lock you. Just a wasteland every single turn just blowing you out. Like, that made a lot of decks impossible to play. Yeah, and that wasn't anything ridiculously hard to do. No. And, like, a lot of it just turned into, like, Ren and Six Mirrors where you're just, like, wasteland locking each other to death. It's, like, whoever resolved their, their Ren and Six first and got to some kind of utility land just won the game and that that's not fun magic no definitely not yeah so i'm i for one am very very happy about it i could not have been happier when i saw that i like almost burst into tears so 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 oh yeah because that not single-handedly but it made your life very difficult yeah that card ruined my life the fact that i just had to worry about that in like almost every single matchup like plug engineer i bitch about plug engineer a lot but like that card at least i can play around kind of or like they have to, they're they have to name like a human with that, so then like sure they kill my moms and my Thalia. But then I still get to have like I can still put a sword on something with my core that's a st- that's Stoneforge Mystic or Stoneforge Mystic that's a core, and like I still get my three one the Flicker Wisp. Like that, that feels really good still. Yeah, they couldn't kill. They couldn't basically stop your deck from a deck with one card. Yeah, it's just a pain in the ass card to deal with but it's at least something i can do where yeah, red and six no, is just like sense. fuck i'm dead like it just resolves and it just does so many different things so well i'm just like oh oh well uh magic was fun but now i can't do anything so fuck yeah that no, makes sense i get what you're saying yeah so that's a definitely big positive change um then the, the, the other price thing of that fucker drop or what's that did the price of red and six drop Oh, I can only imagine it dead. There was a four of. Yeah, it's starting to creep down. Several decks. I mean, also Renin Six just existing, just being the card that it is. Like it's still going to exist in modern. Um, but since um the the ban was announced, it has started to go down. Like it's down to like seventy bucks now. So it dropped twenty bucks. Yeah, and it's it's trending downward too. So go down. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to continue to fall. I think it'll probably get down to like 50 would be my guess that seems like a fair you know i could see this card um kind of existing in the same space as like uh liliana of the not not of the veil um the other three mana liliana what's her name last hope yeah liliana last hope i could see them existing in the same like price space yeah that's fair and honestly liliana the veil as well well liliana the veil is like 90 bucks really i feel like Uh, she's not played anywhere it might be like 70 well, I f- that 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 seems like about where, like between the fifty seventy mark is where Ren and Six is probably going to end up living at somewhere in that ballpark. A okay with that? <laughs> I'm way cool with that. Yeah, and I both. My favorite thing is what is looking at like the price trend of Ren and Six. 
of it being like, oh, yeah, Ren and Six was like $100 or it was like 150 bucks online. And then it came out in um, uh, treasure chests on Magic Online. And then, like that dropped it a bit. And then it was like just open more and it sat around like 80 bucks, 90 bucks. And then it was announced that it uh, was banned and went from $90 or like it was like $87 to 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a big fucking drop. Yeah, that's a slash. Gotta love that. I, I could not be happier about that. Yeah, that is a very big But I'm cool with it. Like, <laughs> I'm real happy about that. But Matt. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of insight on what card, what else was on the banned and restricted announcement? So, Invintage, Narset, uh, just the passive ability on that card was ridiculous. Um, well, it doesn't let player, your opponents draw more than one card, uh, which shut down fucking passive ancestral, uh, treasure cruise, brainstorms, all your cantrips, paradox clock. And there was a fun little combo like Wheel of Fortune and Time Twister where you get to draw seven and your opponent gets to draw one. But but like people didn't actually play like, well, they didn't make that like a main game focus, did they? No, but it was. It's just like that's just a neat little thing. The fact that that is such a powerful thing to do in Magic the Gathering is just like, oh, I'm going to draw seven cards. And my opponent's going to draw one. And that wasn't the card was so good that that didn't even need to be your main game plan is wild yeah it was honestly just better to play it for usually you could get turn one turn fairly easy yeah with just the boxes. inherent speed of the mana in that yeah and then you could still uh the ability to the top four which vintage doesn't really play a lot of creatures or for that matter a lot of land so you get uh you could do that twice before it dies yeah so you just you just do that because like you said they doesn't they don't they don't play very many creatures and they don't play a bunch of land so you're almost you're guaranteed to hit on the first activation, and inversely, because there's not very many creatures or lands in the format, your opponent's not going to attack it. Yes. So you get those two activations and then still keep it around for the very relevant ability. Yeah, the passive ability is rather incredible. That's honestly the best part about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we've seen the ability on something that you can do turn turn in, turn out in Search for Arcana. It's literally just the activation of Arcana of the Sunken Ruin. Yeah, twice. Yeah. And, I mean... As Canon the Sunken Ruin saw a lot of modern play for a while. And just just for the ability alone. Yeah. And it doesn't even have the static ability that completely ruins the game of of magic. Of your opponent. Yeah. Oh no, you, your gameplay is just fine. You you just get to do everything. You get to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. But I think it's miserable to play against is super fun to play with. Oh, it's it's really hard to argue the point that Narset should be in that form. Unrested, yeah, that's hard to argue. It's a busted card, and yeah. busted cards don't get banned and vintage. I guess the only other, the only argument you can make is that like Leovold is in the format, so like is the ability really that good? Because like Leovold just on its face is just a much better card, I think. Um, they both have pros and cons. It's a creature, so it's easier to get rid of. Um, Narset is mono, where Leovold is three colors. Three colors, sure. Um, but Leovold also has the fun little you're targeted. Uh, it's a draw card. And that's kind of what I'm saying is that on its face, like you would rather have the three mana spell that doesn't let your opponent draw more than one card um, that draws you cards when you're targeted over top of doing the the search or the look at the top four thing twice. Yeah. Like Leovold's second ability is just so much better than actual Narset's ability. But I guess the color restriction is enough so that like Narset is just so far and beyond better. 
No, it's a hundred percent better without a doubt. Which like, oh boy. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that that that's gone. I I didn't really have any horse in that race because I don't I don't play much vintage. I'm glad that it's gone, but it was fun to play with. Yeah, it's one of those cards that like you really like playing with, but when you're playing against, you're like, oh god, damn it, no. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is miserable. Yeah, and that was uh, that was kind of my thing with it too, where it's just like, oh, I can get why you want to keep those kind of cards out of the game because they're just not fun. Oh yeah, it makes it miserable. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing with another conversation that I kind of wanted to have. Um, there were no changes to Pioneer, and there were no changes to Modern. Those were really the only two formats that weren't affected. I guess Commander, but like the Commander bands come from a separate place anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but Pioneer, who this is our first time that it didn't receive any bands, right? Uh, yes, when it, well, even the first came out the Fetchland. Yeah, even in the announcement there was a ban announcement. Like the announcement of the format was a, was still a banned announcement. And then after that we lost uh the copycat combo and then after that we lost Veil of Summer. Yeah, it is and nice that the they proved it's nice they proved that they don't have to ban something every week. Yeah, and this was the first week that they got we got to see the like oh they're not going to they're just they are just going to let the format kind of figure itself out for at least a little bit. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, we banned this thing and this thing jumped into first place. So let's ban something out of that to make that not the first place thing. Keep that trend going. Because I feel like that would be bad. I mean, at the end of the day, there would just be nothing left in the format, right? Yeah, they would just be banning or unbanning constantly. Yeah. And we also didn't see any bans in Modern. Correct. I don't think anything really needed bans. I can see there definitely being an argument. And I think I'm on the side of it. At least conceptually, I'm on the side of it. Maybe not right now. And maybe it's something that they are looking at um, for future band or strict announcements. But I, I am almost 100% willing to bet that at some point in the future, uh, Urza is going to get banned in uh, Modern. Um, I could see it getting banned. I don't think it needs banned. But then again, I like degenerate combo shit. So yeah, like that is your that, style of deck. Take that. With. Sure. My argument against that is like, sure, Urza's it, you can beat the deck if you really want to. But it has the same argument as KCI, where we talked about KCI. It's it was a deck that if you wanted to beat it, you could beat it. But if it started comboing off, it had a fail rate that was non-zero. So you have to play it through. But it's just yeah. such a slow and essentially inevitable, like deterministic win that it's just not fun for the format to have it in there. Like nine times out of ten, your opponent's going to win if they start comboing off. But they couldn't. So you can't just, like, they start and you concede. Oh, yeah, you had to sit there and watch them. Yeah, you have to, which sucks. Like, that's just no fun for the format. And I think Wizards does recognize that they don't want those kind of decks in at least modern. I can see that being the case for it to hit the hit the bin at some point. I could see, like I said, I'll never be like, yes, it needs banned unless it gets to a point where it actually, I don't think we're there yet, but... No, probably not yet. I mean, but honestly, probably to, to, for the next one, like people are just going to get sick of it, right? The thing is that if all you have to do is just play in a format long enough where you're playing against that deck so often, and like you could be crushing it, but it's just so miserable just running into the same thing over and over and over again, just such a stagnant format. And it's such a boring deck to play and watch that it just has to go. That might be. I might get to that point. Oh, I certainly think it will. I mean, I've also watched Urza, like, the deck play out, like, maybe a grand total of, like, six times. 
And like I'll even like watch content online, like just when I'm like sitting here, like just like screwing around, and I'll jump on and I'll watch content of like modern or something like that. And if, if the person I'm like I'm watching, like either it's a stream or a, a video, like on YouTube or something, if I'm watching and they're playing up against an Urza deck, I will turn the stream or like fast forward the video because I'm like I don't I don't care I don't I don't want to watch it. This this it sucks. It's such a it's such an awful boring matchup to watch somebody play. Just have no interest. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're playing. It's just like you're so focused, like laser focused on what your your opponent's doing. It's just boring. So boring. I apologize to any Urza players out there, but also <laughs> pick a better deck. You're like, well, go fuck you. Yeah, like you're not you're not the worst people in the entire world, but you're so far from the best people. You're you're close. <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. like the actual devil. But you're very, very close. So you have no issue. Then again, I'm not gonna self. You gotta take what I say, grain of salt when it comes to combo stuff. Yeah, you you just like that shit. Which to each his own. There, but there are combo decks in the format you can play that aren't super cummy like. Yeah. I mean, case in point, you're playing Storm in Modern, or going to be playing Storm in January in Modern. That is correct. I'm I gonna... think, but and Storm has enough play to it. There's enough like interaction and. When it goes off, it goes off relatively quickly. Yeah, it's not a long process. And a lot of people will just scoop where you pretty much have it. Yeah, the second, typically, the second my opponent puts a pass and flames on the stack, I'm like, oh, what's in your graveyard? Look at the graveyard. Oh, okay, yeah, we're packing it in. Yeah, and they're like, yep, okay, good game. Yeah, if I don't have exactly what I need to interact with it at that very moment, then I'm just done. Like, there's, we're, we're done here. There's no point in me playing this game anymore. Well, I think another thing is uh, time, the timing thing. Yeah, that's very true. Like, a storm can go off on turn five in extra turns. It doesn't need to, like, a couple turns to win. It can just go and win. Yeah, and the all-in Urza deck can do that, but it seems like more and more of the Urza decks are moving away from, like, that all-in strategy to, like, kind of a more mid-rangey kind of deal with, like, Oko and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going a more... Uh, mid-range. I do love the fact that the deck is playing, like, Gilded Goose, though. Like, shout-out to, shout to my, my compadre, Gilded Goose. Big fan of that card. People who uh, play that deck said that's one of the... Hell yeah! I mean, it just, like, it's a one-mana thing. It's a, it's a one-mana accelerant that late-game just makes you it's a one-mana artifact. And you can also just mana sink, make a bunch of artifacts with it. Yeah, and then just gain a shit ton of life eventually. Yeah. Or play Karnfarza <clears throat> and just yeah. make the fucking behemoth construct oh yeah big thick construct big old thick boy hell yeah i mean the deck has cool pieces just like in practice not 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 the biggest fan it's definitely got some fucking game oh yeah big time big time (laughs) and then oko could just randomly turn your shit into fucking three threes and win that one yeah that's always super fun well speaking of oko um i'm looking at goldfish right now just like at just a basic just the the top version of the deck that comes up when you click on in the metagame the simic uh, urza deck and the deck list that i'm looking at right now has four okos in it but it won an seg iq in elkhart i don't know where that is but the fact that a four oko deck won in a town called elkhart fucking dies like i'm dead i I can't i it's it's so good it's meant to be yeah that is that is proof that fate is something that actually exists like you can't go to an event in a place called elkhart and not register four okos and expect anything to happen like you have to have four okos in your deck 
And if you do, you're guaranteed a top eight, if not guaranteed the win. Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah, it's just fate. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like, to, to in, in conclusion, these banner restriction announcements, I feel like we get something to talk about, whether it's like a ban or something, every like two weeks or something. Yeah, some shit just comes out. Yeah, we're just the Fetch and Shock ban and, res- ban and restricted announcement podcast. At the- we went from Fetch and Shock spoiler. Yeah, with a little bit of MTG finance somewhere in between. Sprinkled on top, yeah. That is kind of like the just the what has been happening in Magic. Something is announced, and then two weeks later, after that thing has been released, something from that thing that was released has been banned in some format or another. Yeah, pretty fucking close to it. That's fine. I'm ta- I'm good with the I'm good with the consistent content. Then we don't have to make shit up. We just get to talk about current stuff. <laughs> yeah, be easy with it. Yeah, I don't have to use my fucking noodle. We just get to do with whatever we we have on on hand. Because we have a couple of good ideas for like uh, episode concepts, just on the back burner, just waiting. Eventually, we'll use them, but we don't have to fucking do it at this point. Yeah, not yet. I love that we just are just cooking them, letting them sit. Shit, next week we're probably gonna have to dive into something like that. God damn it. Oh, time to retire. <laughs> yep. And I'm out. Yeah. No, you can't leave yet because we still have our game for the week. We do. I guess yes. I'm up to time. Huh? I would say I'm asking you. All right. So for anybody out there who is not familiar, we do a game every single week. It is called Accumulated Knowledge. So for this game, we go to the Scryfall website and I hit the random card button. Um, a random card is generated. I ask Matt the name of the card. He has to give me the mana cost of the card if he gets it right he gets a point and if he doesn't he loses he has to get four out of the five cards that i ask correct he also gets what did we cut it you down to two hands right three hands i think we cut you down to two. Ah, oh, fuck two whatever get wrecked <laughs> also the first one is up and it's i think you're gonna get it so i think you're fine so two hints matt are you ready to go i suppose so oh i think you're gonna get one which i'm very disappointed by it's only had about Four million brains. Lightning bolt. No, it is swarm of rats. Rats. Oh, this is the. I know it's one in a black. Is that your final answer? Yeah, all the rats are in a black. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, is this the one that um plus one plus one for each other swarm of rats, or is it a star star one or X one? It is the star one. Mm. So, like you said, it is one in a black. It is a creature rat shocker. Um, and it is a star one and swarm of rats power is equal to the number of rats you control. So it comes down as a one, one, and then you make a bunch of rats and it becomes like a 15 one and great Kev Walker art, but does it have multiple art or is it just one? Um, no, I believe it's all the same art. And I also believe, well, the, the very first one is from, uh, portal second age, but after that, um, it's all got the same flavor text as well. Ooh. And the flavor text is actually. A Dracula quote, like legit, like Bram Stoker's Dracula quote. Uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, rats, 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 hundreds, thousands, millions of, and every one a life. It's pretty cool. Yeah, back when they used to do like literature references, I like that shit. That was always cool. But on to the next one. You do not get forest zero. Oh boy, this one's an eight. This one, no, I don't know. You might not be using a hint on this one, bud. It is. uh, No, it is not. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, it is mirror worker or mirror works. Yeah, mirror works. All one word. This is from one of the infect sets. Is it? Yeah. This one's got decent flavor text too. It's three or four. It could be one of the two. Do you want to give a final answer for that? I'm gonna go with four. Four. Is that your four final colors. answer? I think so. You are incorrect. Fuck. 
it is from one of the infect sets, right? It is. It is from Mirrodin Besieged. It is five. Very close. So it is. It is five mana. It is an artifact, and it has whenever another non-token artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, create a token that is a copy of that artifact. And Commander too. Oh yeah, it is. It is from Commander eighteen. It is from Mirrodin Besieged. God damn it. The faces of Geth's corpse dredgers are disturbingly similar. Did you know that? That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, is that the flavor text? That is the flavor text. It's definitely not any of the reminder text, that's for sure. It's a reminder oh, that's full flavor text. Boy, this next one is, a, is, is one for sure. Holy shit, this is a weird one. Yeah, so uh, uh, you're, <laughs> good luck. Your next one is Chandra Gremlin Wrangler. What? Yeah, Chandra Gremlin Wrangler. I don't even know if I want to. I guess if I don't waste my automatic. Yeah, you, you almost have to, right? I'll give you a free one. Sure, I could set things on fire by myself, but teamwork can be fun too. That's flavor text. Oh, how nice of you. Yes, I am. <laughs> Whoa, this is a trip. Is this an actual card or are you just fucking with it is a. It is an actual real card that came up on the random card generator on the Scryfall website. It is an IRL card, I promise you. Right. I'll even give you another hint. I'm just, I'm full of free hints today. Wow. It is a Chandra Planeswalker. Well, yeah, I fucking figured. <laughs> just trying to help, dude. Uh, I'm going to go. Fucking, most of the Chandras are too red red. Too red red, is that your final answer? I fucking hope so, yes. <laughs> you actually nailed it. It is too red red. I figured it was too red red or four red. Yeah, that's, that's usually a pretty good guess. Yeah, so a Chandra Gremlin Wrangler. Um, I believe it's from a book. Oh, book set? Fuck you. It is not legal in any format. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, it's actually not bad, all things considered. What's this, uh, what does Chandra do? Um, she's a four mana planeswalker uh, with three starting loyalty. For plus one, you create a two two red gremlin creature token. And sure. she has a minus two where uh, Chandra Grem gremlin wrangler deals X damage to target creature or player where X is the number of gremlins you... Never even heard of this card. I'm glad I didn't win. I would have read Lost. Yeah, 2016 Heroes of the Realm. I believe that is the book. If not, if somebody out there in Twitter world can tell me that I'm wrong. But you got it. It's actually... I mean, that card's pretty sweet. And the fact that it has flavor text as a Planeswalker is extra cool. Fucking book promo. What do you expect? They can do whatever they want. You're right. Well, um, you went from potentially the hardest one that we've ever gotten... Uh, to potentially the easiest one that we've ever gotten. Here we go. Uh, Fireball. Oh, that is X. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, Fireball. I was, like, is... I was like, is it X? Ooh, no, that's like all the, this is the OG real life, like, well, technically, alpha Fireball. I would only had to No. That's the converted mana cost. No, but we're not asking for the converted mana cost. We're asking for the full mana cost, like all of the symbols up there in that bad boy. Whatever. So X and a red is correct, though. Um, And did you know that this spell costs one more to cast for each target beyond the first. I did. And, yeah, and Fireball deals X damage divided evenly, rounded down among any number of targets. For those of you who don't know, part of the first combo ever. You talk about was, channel Fireball. <laughs> it was land Lotus or land Mox Mox. Or yeah, that's a hell of a combination. You dumb your OP for 20. Gotta love that. Well, you have one more. This is for all the marbles. And I have two hints, boy. Yes, you do. Um, I don't know how you're gonna. I don't know. I don't know about this one. It's. A, I think it's a good one. Um, it's Leech Bonder. Didn't we have this one already? 
I don't know. Did we? I definitely don't think so. Pretty sure it's just blue. It's what are the? It's either blue or blue black. Huh. Not entirely sure if we've had this yet or not. I'm gonna use one of my hints. Give me the uh, text on this. So Leech Bonder comes into play with two minus one minus one counters on. You can pay a blue and untap it to move a counter from target creature onto another target creature. I think it's three, but uh, I'm gonna use my second hit, so I win. Uh, what's the power top? It is a three. Th- it comes in as a two, two. Yeah, this is. Uh... Comes in as one, one. Yeah, I think it's uh, two and a blue. This thing is awesome. Some don't know his face, but his pets are a dead giveaway. Is that the fucking flavor? That's a baller flavor. T- yeah, I like that a lot. And it is also, you are correct, it is two and a blue. I thought so. This thing is really good. This is like first pickable, not limited set. Yeah, it's from Shadowmore. It is a Merfolk soldier. Yeah, this thing yeah, does Yeah, that card's so sweet. I do, I all, I've always just loved the untapped mechanic, too. Yeah, it was, that was like, pretty sure that's the first and last set. Yeah, it? they've never done it. Yeah, they've never done it outside of Shannamar, to my knowledge. Or at least at Lorwyn Block. That's there might have been other ones in Lorwyn. Thing that they're just like, hey, this we can't be. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, you you definitely got it right. You, I can't believe you. I mean, I guess you like kind of broke even, so you really just had to get two out of three. You broke even on the uh, the difficulty for the the Chandra Fireball one. That honestly was just luck. Yeah, not to bad. Off of Chandra. Not bad at all. Pretty impressive stuff, bud. So that means I, you get the shout out. I am actually going to be a nice guy and give a shout out because you actually more about uh, this individual than I do. Oh, look at that. See, sharing is caring. Gotta love that shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, and honestly, that, that just totally blows the facade that we actually discuss who we're going to do a shout out for every single episode before we even start talking about the podcast. Yeah, it's getting difficult. More people need them shout outs. Yeah, people do cool shit. Or we're just going to have to shout out just like random people. Like, I'm just going to do shout outs for like random people that I follow that don't even play magic. Hey, Steve from the bank. You're the real MVP. I love that. Yeah, that's what we're actually going to start doing. <laughs> so we're just shouting out people that we like. And just like other areas of of Life. just content. We could honestly just do like other like even just like other streamers or like people who also do like podcasts and stuff that aren't maybe like magic focused. Oh, for- you know what? Maybe we'll start doing that unless people start doing cooler shit or we just continue to think about stuff like we haven't done like Rich Shea or anything like that. So we could definitely do him even though we just kind of. But <laughs> but anyway, our shout out for the week um, is actually the librarian himself, librarian of Lang. He was like him, the best library. hundred percent. He's it, probably one of the most recognizable figures um, for the, like the uh, 93, 94 old school crowd. Yes. He uh, does a lot of shit. Yeah. And he's great with it too. And like, he's like a big fan of the, uh, well, first of all, he's a big fan of old school in general. He's also a big fan of like the MTG underground community too, where they use like alpha and beta uh, cards as like coasters for their alcoholic beverages, like unsleeved. Yeah, fucking savages. I love that shit. That shit gets me so stoked. Um, but yeah, but I mean, his his Twitter bio is whiskey, cats, metal, magic. That's yeah. So he's just the king. Just such a cool guy. Super nice. Um, have not got the opportunity to meet him, even though we've been in the same place multiple times. It's just like never lined up. He's been at Eternal Weekend like the past like a million years. I just have never gotten a chance to actually sit down and talk or drink a beer with a guy, which is something I've always wanted to do, but. Someday. Someday. I get after. Yeah, so, yeah, go um, follow the librarian on Twitter. Um, if you like cats, he definitely posts pictures of his cats, and they're all great. Um, he also posts altars of old magic cards, which is always cool. Um, and 
Um, he builds uh, decks for a living. So if you're interested in decks, like not match the other decks, like actual like house decks, you can go. You can go check out pictures of nice decks. Because who doesn't yes. love a good picture of a nice deck? Fuck off. There, <laughs> he has like an awesome collection. Oh God, yeah. Well, like for the old school players ball, like a while back, he did like a Twitter, like a month long, like Twitter poll and people voted on what was in his deck and his deck was like 150 cards. No, it might've been larger than that. It was like, it honestly looked like that one deck that plays like 300 cards. Is it unified? Not unified. Will. um, what the hell is that card? Uh, shit. Battle of wits. Battle yeah. of wits. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, it looked like a battle of wits deck, except for it was an old school deck. That's fucking. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So go check him out. Also. If you're while you're at it on the Twitter, go check us out at fetch underscore shock. That's the easiest way to keep keep track of what the hell this podcast is, what we're doing behind the podcast. Also, um, to keep track of just our lives in general and our funny content that we have or like maybe like once every month. Uh, you can follow me, Tyler, at basic land bin and you can follow Matt at it's Bob on on the Twitters. So go do that. Could not be. No, it's it's a piece of cake. You know what else is a piece of cake, Matt? Probably going to Flipside Game. Yeah, and saving literally, I can't say this enough, thousands of dollars. <laughs> the more you spend, the more you save. Yeah, obviously. with an asterisk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, see fine print. It's like, oh, you uh, in order to save $1,000, you have to spend $10,000. You could literally save a million dollars. Yeah, it's that easy. So if you go to Flipside Gaming and use code FETCH at checkout, you can save 10% off of your entire order. That's on Magic Singles. That's on Magic Sealed product. That's on Magic Supplies. Anything. You're just, the world is your oyster. So go save thousands. <laughs> you fucking do math. I love it. Yeah, do well, math you just do some math. Math is for blockers, Matt. Yeah, math is for blockers. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, man. Well, maybe next week we'll, ha- we'll get, have to do some, some original concepts and actual fun content instead of just talking about, uh, you know, the regular things that happen in Magic the Gathering. Well, let's fucking get after it. Pitter-patter, bud. Pitter-patter, indeed. Well, dude, I guess I will talk to you next week. Yes, yeah, I'll probably actually talk to you tomorrow, but that's a... I say, honestly, I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk to you in, like, less than 12 hours, but in the context of the podcast, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. All right, peace out, nerds! Peace, done. <laughs>